sacred soundings, sacred music, inspiring stories, and reflections to deepen your faith beyond measure. I'm Al Romano, your host for Sacred Soundings, on listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. In case you're not familiar with it, author Elizabeth Lev's book about 16th century Catholic art, created in response to the Protestant Reformation, is a soundly researched and fascinating work which reveals the human and spiritual qualities that many of the world's greatest artists strove to convey in the subjects they painted. The book is titled, How Catholic Art Saved the Faith, and the subtitle is, The Triumph of Beauty and Truth in Counter-Reformation Art. Amazon's promotional piece about the book states, and I quote, Not long after Martin Luther's defiance of the Church in 1517, dialogue between Protestants and Catholics broke down, brother turned against brother, and devastating religious wars erupted across Europe. Desperate to restore the peace and recover the unity of faith, Catholic theologians clarified and reaffirmed Catholic doctrines, but turned as well to another form of evangelization, the arts. Convinced that to win over the unlettered, the best place to fight heresy was not in the streets but in stone and on canvas, the theologians enlisted the country's greatest artists to create a glorious wave of beautiful works of sacred art, Catholic works of sacred art, to draw people together instead of driving them apart. This vibrant visual arts SWAT team, as the book's promotion writer calls it, included such titanic talents as Michelangelo, Caravaggio, Reni, Caracci, Barocci, and Bernini. Each of these artistic giants was a key player in that magnificent, generations-long project, the affirmation through beauty of the teachings of the Holy Catholic Church.
O saving victim, the word is flesh, and Jesus, my Lord, my God, my all, by the benedictions of Mary, Queen of Apostles. If you attend an exhibition of Catholic Counter-Reformation art, you'll soon notice that the individual works in this particular genre share a number of obvious fundamental characteristics. Members of the church hierarchy who conceptualize the Counter-Reformation art strategy emphasize the need to distinguish the one true church from the breakaway group of Protestant churches. Hence, the artists focused on distinctive elements of Catholic dogma, such as the Annunciation of the Blessed Virgin Mary and the Transfiguration and the Crucifixion of Christ. It was also stipulated that biblical paintings should be direct and compelling and should be rendered in a clear, accurate fashion without unnecessary or imaginary embellishments. Figures of saints and others depicted in paintings or sculptures were to be presented as understandable and as relevant to ordinary people as possible.
Sacred Banquet, We Adore Thee, Christ, and The Dream of Joseph by the Scola Cantorum of the Dominican House of Studies in Washington. Although we focused on art in reaction to the Reformation, Catholic art has played a leading role in the history and development of Western art, generally, since at least the 4th century. The earliest surviving artworks are the painted frescoes on the walls of the catacombs and meeting houses of the persecuted Christians of the Roman Empire. The legalization of Christianity with the Edict of Milan in 313 transformed Catholic art, which adopted richer forms such as mosaics and illuminated manuscripts. Romanesque and Gothic art flowered in the Western Church as the style of painting and statuary moved in an increasingly naturalistic direction. Yet there is a far more fundamental reason than decorating for the Church's interest in promoting and acquiring works of art. In every age, the Church has attracted streams of new members of all social classes, including many from small villages and agrarian areas who lack formal education. The best way to teach them about the Church, its beliefs, and teachings was through stories and images. Moreover, sculptures and paintings are evident in Catholic churches and other worship spaces, serving as reminders of the Holy Family, or great saints, faith, and devotion, Christ's passion and death, or intimations of heaven.
Magnificat, My Soul Magnifies the Lord, the Canticle of the Virgin Mary, and We Adore Thee, O Lord, by the men and boys of the Scola Gregoriana Mediolanensis of Rome. You're listening to Sacred Soundings, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Is there a specific plan or standard that guides the Catholic Church in its selection of interior, exterior design, and visual art elements? Indeed, the Church does adhere to a strict standard in making art and design-related decisions. It's an ancient and enormously complex criterion that can be summarized in a single word, beauty. In the 16th century, while the Reformation produced waves of image destruction, the Catholic Church responded with the dramatic, elaborate, and emotive Baroque and Rococo art styles to emphasize beauty as a transcendental. Both styles prevailed in the 18th century. It was by no means a failure or a setback of Catholic Church art when, in the 19th century, the leadership in Western art moved away from the Church. As we just pointed out, the Church's unequivocal touchstone in art is beauty. Western art was moving in the opposite direction, praising and glorifying all those uninhibited modernists whose art warped, distorted, dissected, and generally uglified natural objects and beautiful human faces and forms. One astute writer declared that the modernist movement in its rebellion against nature counters the Church's emphasis on nature as a good and essential creation of God. I couldn't imagine why anyone, artist or otherwise, would rebel against God's unknowably vast, resplendently beautiful, and life-sustaining nature. But then it occurred to me that there is a force constantly seeking to change and control Almighty God's nature, and that is frail, fickle, infallible human nature. I'm Al Romano, your host for Sacred Soundings, airing every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and at 2.30 and 9 p.m. on St. Gabriel Radio, 